kicking off a brand new series today called Legacy, and uh, I'm excited to just share a little bit about Legacy with you as we get ready for uh, December 11th, which is our, our uh, Over and Beyond Legacy of Hope offering. And uh, you'll get a little more about that. We actually have cards um, that we'll be sending everyone as long as you fill out the connection card. Hey, there's a plug right there. Um, but these little cards that we've done every year since 2019. Um, and uh, so you, you will be sending those in the mail soon. But really, a Legacy of Hope offering is an opportunity for us to sow into uh, the future. And so, uh, in fact, 2019 was our very first Legacy of Hope offering. And uh, those that gave at that, uh, that, uh, on that Sunday is really the reason why you and I are able to be in this room today. And, and so I just want to encourage you that as we get closer uh, throughout this uh, month, as you hear from people that are going to be, uh, that we're going to be sowing into, that you would just begin to ask God, God, what would you have me give to this, uh, to this um, initiative, this, this Legacy of Hope offering. And so today we are kicking off that series. Uh, I have one verse for you, Genesis chapter 26 and verse 18. And it says this, He, he being Isaac, reopened the wells his father had dug, which the Philistines had filled in after Abraham's death. Isaac also restored the names Abraham had given to them, given to the wells. This morning, uh, hopefully within the next 20 minutes, I want to talk to you from the subject, leaving a legacy. Leaving a legacy. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for what you're doing in this place. God, I pray that uh, over these next moments, Holy Spirit, you would do what only you can do. And, and just speak to our lives. We want to leave here changed. We want to leave here better. Not for our own benefit, though, but so that we can change the world around us. And so we thank you. We love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, come on, everyone, say amen, amen. So I just want to take the next few moments, and I want to clear up my name uh, for a little bit of controversy that controversy that has that has happened uh, that has been spread about me, and uh, so it has been uh, spread new rumors, news about me that I am anti dogs. <laughs> now I just want to clear up the airway, then let you know that I am not anti dogs. I am anti dog people. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> now, I should say that not all dog people, but I'm anti-dog people that choose to push their dogs in strollers. I am, and if that's you, hey, just pretend like I didn't even say that smile. No one even knows it's you, okay? You just, I, like, I'm anti the dog people that bring their dogs into Safeway that are not service dogs. That my little girl has to go to a different aisle because she's allergic to dogs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't walk around with an open jar of peanut butter around people who are allergic to peanuts. You know what I'm saying? Come on. That's fair. Thank you, Janice. And so I am not anti-dogs. 
I'm just kind of anti-sumdog people. But, but perhaps the reason why I am so anti-sumdog people is when it comes to dog owners that allow their dog to go to the bathroom on your grass without picking it up. Now, my house, we, we have like this beautiful patch of grass that sometimes it's green, sometimes it's brown, but that is besides the point. But we, we have this, this, this beautiful uh, just, just area of grass, and, and for the longest time, we had noticed that there had been dog feces on the grass. And when we mow the grass, it gets in the, you guys know what I'm just saying, right, right? And it's disgusting. Thank you. I don't know who said that, but I, yes, it's disgusting. And so after seeing this for such a long time, I decided that I'm going to do something about it. And so for a long time, what I would do is when I would hear dogs coming around, I would peek outside just to see if these dogs would, would circle around Squat, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I do want to say this too. Like, I understand dogs have no choice. Okay? I don't want any emails from angry dog owners. Please. And 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 so 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 here here this this lady, okay? I caught I caught the corporate. It was this lady, and she had two small dogs. And uh, she was walking them, and uh, I heard them barking, so I peeked out. And I noticed that, that the dogs were starting to do the little circle on my grass. And so I'm like, I got you. So I come out. I open the door, right? And I got to be kind, too, because I am a pastor. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, there's a good chance, at least in my eyes, that they will one day, she will one day be at Discovery. And I don't want her to be like, that's the guy that cussed me out. So, so like, I'm trying hard, okay? So, so. <laughs> So, so, so I open the door, right, and I say this. I, I'm like, oh, what a beautiful day it is. <laughs> Just so she knows that I know that she knows that I know what she's about to do with her dogs. And I'm, like, and I'm just like, what a beautiful day. And I'm stretching. And she sees me, and, and she tugs on the dog's leash, and she starts to walk off. And I'm like... Yeah, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, that, that's right. I showed her. I showed her and her little dog too. <laughs> right? <laughs> little Wizard of Oz. Anyways, so, 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 so like I'm, I'm thinking it's great. I'm thinking I did my job. My wife's going to be proud of me. Like, I, you know, I protected the house. And so, um, so later on that day, my kids and, uh, and, and their na my neighborhood their neighborhood friends, they were playing on our grass. And, uh, but I looked out the window, and I noticed that they were only playing on part of the grass. They, they were ignoring the, the other half of the grass. And I go out there, I'm like, hey, like, what, what's the matter? Why are you guys just playing over here, you know? And, and they're like, because, because a dog took a dump over there. And I'm like, what? And I walked over, and that lady, she allowed her dog to go to the bathroom on my grass. And I thought I, thought I, had, I, thought I had, like, taken care of it. But, but she still, like, her dog still left. She still left something there for me on the grass. And what I want you to notice, because I know I'm spending a lot of time talking about doggies. <coughs> Excuse me. What I want you to notice 
And the whole reason why I'm telling you this, this story is because this lady, she had left something behind that affected my kids and the neighborhood kids, even though she was no longer present. Let's rewind. This lady, she had left something that affected my kids, even though she was no longer there, even though she had already left. And the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because friends, that's called legacy. And the most simplistic form, definition, legacy is what you leave behind for the next generation. And guess what? Each and every one of us in this room and those who are watching online, we all will leave something behind. Whether intentional or unintentional. You and I, we will leave something behind that will affect the next generation. And so my question to you this morning, as, as I will repeat uh, throughout this time together, my question to you this morning is what do you want to leave behind? What, what, what do you want to leave behind for the next generation? Now, I, I, I'm sure that most people in this room, when I ask the question, what do you want to leave behind, you're, uh, you're, you, you instantly went to some type of physical legacy. Right? You're like, you're like well, I want to leave uh, my estate to my kids. I want to leave um, an inheritance for my kids. I want to set up my kids up with a huge financial success. Like, I want to have a bench at the park with my name. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's you. And, and so maybe for you this morning, like, like, you instantly went to this idea, like, when, when I said, what do you want to leave behind? You said, I want to leave a physical legacy. Now, I do want to say that uh, there is nothing wrong with leaving a physical legacy. I would love to leave a physical legacy for, for my kids. But this morning, I, I don't want us to focus so much on a physical legacy as I do a spiritual legacy. So this morning, I want to talk with you about the idea of leaving a spiritual legacy. A spiritual legacy. And, and so my wife and I, we actually, we actually like, w before we got married, we were like, hey, we want to, or when we first got married, like, we had this idea of, like, we just want to leave, like, we, we want to set our kids up for success financially. And again, that's, that's you know, like, that, that's amazing. I did the wrong occupation for that. Come on, somebody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you'll get that later. And so, <laughs> and, and so, like, originally, like, that's what we wanted to do. But as we've gotten older and as we've gotten wiser, uh, we, we kind of shifted. Like, we still want to leave our kids a physical legacy, but we've realized that leaving a spiritual legacy is even better. Because here's the deal. A physical legacy will fade. And a, a, a spiritual legacy will last forever. A, a spiritual legacy, let me say it this way, has spiritual, uh, has eternal implications. And so it's not just what, what, uh, what's happening here on earth, but eternal ramifications, implications. In fact, in fact, Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 6. It'll be up on the screen in faith. He said, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. 
where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. And so Jesus, in this verse, he's, he's letting his audience know, hey, focus on the right thing. Now, please note that Jesus is not saying, uh, don't have stuff. I thought I would have got a way more amen for that. <laughs> Jesus is not saying don't have stuff. He said, don't store up. In other words, he's like, hey, don't be so focused on this portion of life right here. Like, make sure that you, you can have your stuff, but make sure you also focus on this over here. He said, because the things that your car, your home, those nice things that you worked so hard for, guess what? You can't take them when you're dead. Oh, that was dark, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, they, they don't go with you. And so Jesus, he's like, don't put all of your attention, all of your focus on, on, on earthly possessions. He's like, also focus on things that really matter. And then he says in verse 21, he says, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. In other words, what you focus on reveals your heart. What you focus on reveals what's really in here. And so this morning, my heart is that, my goal is that we don't spend so much time on a physical legacy, although I'm not against it, okay? Again, no emails. But like, but can, is it possible that we also focus on physical, but also spiritual legacy as well? In fact, in our story that we read at the very beginning in Genesis chapter 26, uh, this is a story of a father that leaves a legacy for his son. Now, I know that, that he leaves a well, which seems like it would be a physical legacy. But in the verse that we read at the very beginning, it also said that Abraham had named these wells. And during this time period, people, like names were way more significant than they are now. Because names had a spiritual significance to it. A, a, almost a prophetic tone to what it is and what it will become. So I want to propose to you this morning that, yes, what this guy left his son was a physical well, but there was so much more than just physical that there was some spiritual aspect to it as well. And so in this story, we have three characters. We have Abraham. Now, if you were raised in church, you would know him by Father Abraham. Father Abraham, admit. No, hey, I love the fact no one knows that song in here. It means that we're doing our job at church. <laughs> And so, 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 so uh, there, there's Abraham, the father, and he's the one that dug the wells. He's the one that, that is leaving this well, uh, these wells for, for the future. We have Isaac. Isaac is the recipient, the beneficiary of receiving these wells. And, and, then, and then we have the third person, and it's the enemy, the Philistine. And scripture says that when Abraham died, that, that, these, that these people, these Philistines, they, they were so jealous of what was taking place with Isaac, how God was blessing Isaac, that they took the dirt, they took dirt and they would fill in the wells so that he couldn't use them. 
And so, so uh, a little backdrop with these three, these three characters, what we have is Isaac. And as I shared with you, Isaac was, was being blessed by God. In fact, in, uh, in Genesis chapter 26, I believe it's verse 3 or 4, it says that God speaks to Isaac and he said, because what I promised to your father, you are now going to be a beneficiary of. Right? So legacy. What your father did, what he sowed, will, you, you will now reap. And so, and, and so Isaac, God is blessing Isaac like crazy. Like Isaac, his wealth is increasing so much so that the king of the Philistine, King Abimelech, King Abimelech, he's like, he's like, hey Isaac, I need to talk to you, man. Um, hey, you you need to know that, you know, like you're getting too much wealth. You have to leave. You have to go. And so Isaac, he had to pack up his livestock. He had to pack up his family, and they had to move. And so we read that Isaac, he lands in the valley of Gerar, and, and here he is. And what he has is he has, his, he has his family, which is great. He has his livestock, which is great because if you're hungry, you know you got your cow. Sorry, vegans. And... Um, and so you, so you have your family, you have your community, you have your, your, uh, your, your, your livestock with you. But, but it's almost as if Isaac perceives that he doesn't have any water. Like, like, like he doesn't have the one thing that is needed for his family and for his livestock. Because as far as he knows, there is no water. Why? Because the enemy had filled up the wells. And so it's not so much the fact that Isaac didn't have water. It's the fact that the enemy had distorted Isaac's perspective to see or to think that there was no water. I'm going to say that again because I feel like I butchered that. (laughs) So it, it's not, it wasn't the fact that, that Isaac didn't have water. It was the fact that his perspective was altered by the enemy to make him think that he didn't have any water. And, and, and so what, what's very interesting to me is the fact that, that Isaac, in reality, he had everything he could ever need pertaining to water, Because it was set up by his father. Like everything that Isaac needed pertaining to water was already there. Because of the preparation that his father had already done. Because of the preparation that his father already did with digging the wells. Like everything, everything pertaining to water, Isaac already had, except he couldn't see it. And it got me thinking about this. You can prepare all you want. But if you have the wrong perception, it will kill your legacy. You can prepare all you want to. But if you have the incorrect perspective, it will kill your legacy. And it will kill your le- the, the ability if, if you are leaving a legacy or if you're a recipient of a legacy. See, because a, perce- uh, 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 a, a, a distorted perspective, it skews the way that you sow, 
but it also skews the way that you see things. And so this morning, uh, as, as we wrap up, I, I want you to understand this, this idea that if we are going to be a people of legacy, if we're going to be a people that leave a legacy, we got to have the correct perspective. And I feel like the, the perspective that, we, um, that, that, that has the potential to plague us all is the perspective of not enough. The perspective of not enough. And the perspective of not enough, it's like a three-headed monster because it gets us to question three areas of our life. The first question it gets us to, to ask ourselves is this. It gets you to question your worth. Am, am, I, am I worth? Like, do I have anything good enough to sow? Like this worth, this idea of worth, if, and again, I'm looking at it at the perspective of us being a legacy giver, so preparing legacy. And so this, this, this idea, like, is it, like, man, I'm still dealing with this. I, I still have not gotten this area situated. As soon as I get this right, then I'll be worth, then I'll be good enough to, to be able to pour into somebody. Have you ever asked your, or told yourself that? Like talked yourself out of it? Like as soon as I, I figure out this addiction or as soon as I stop this habit, then I'll volunteer at church. Like this idea of like worth, like am I worth? Like this idea of, of the perspective of enough, it, it gets you to question your worth. The second thing it gets you to question is, is your time. Do I really have enough time to leave a spiritual legacy? I'm so focused on, on work. I'm so focused on my kids' education, which is great work, education. We love it, okay? But, like, I don't, I just, do I have time for this? And so it gets us a question, question worth time and then resources. And I think it's important to, to note that any spiritual legacy that we leave will always require some type of physical seed. Whether that's time, whether that's resources. And so, so, so here we are, like, if we walk around with this, this perspective of, of not enough, it, it eventually it prevents us from ever wanting to be legacy builders. Legacy people, people that, that leave a legacy. And so this morning, after everything that I said, here, here's my heart, and this is, if you heard nothing else, I want you to know this, that you are enough. If you get nothing out of my message from, from that point on, just know you are enough. And the best news is you're not enough because of your skill. You're not enough because of your bankroll. You're not enough because of, of your, your personality. You're enough because of who lives inside of you. Like you're enough because of what Jesus has done in you and for you. You are more than enough. 
And so every time that you, you, you're like, man, I, I want to be, I want to leave a spiritual legacy for someone. And then the, you're like, but you're not enough. You don't got time. You don't have resources. I need you to just be like, no, 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 I am enough. Not because of me, but because of Jesus. I am. I am enough. And so as the band comes up, uh, I'm, I'm going to land this plane, but I, I want us to just understand that, that you are enough. I am enough. That you have the ability to leave a legacy. Not just a physical legacy, but a spiritual legacy. And guess what? It starts with the home. Right, my, my youngest, my four-year-old, he, uh, he has speech therapy, and they always tell us this. They're like, hey, we, we'll meet with him for an hour, but at the end of the day, he's with you guys more. And I'm like, Ugh. right, because then it like falls on me. Hey, guess what? As great as a church can be, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, spiritual legacy starts with you at home. And so you have this amazing ability to leave a legacy at home. And then on top of that, the, you, can, you, you have the home that you can leave a legacy, but shameless plug, you also get to leave a legacy in this space, a spiritual legacy here within a church community. In fact, this morning... As I close, and I promise I'll close, you'll still get out by 11.10. Amen, somebody? I'm watching the clock. Some of y'all are like. Um, so, so spiritual legacy, you can leave it at home. But God also instituted the local church as, as a, a village, almost, of us to create opportunities to leave a legacy for the next generation. And so this, this week, this past week, my wife, she sent out uh, an email to, to, the, to parents of, of Discovery. And we wanted to let them know first. And then I'm going to let you guys know. And then whatever God does with it, amen. And so, so she had let them know just like our, our goal. Like my heart for this church is that we would be 50, 60% entire 18 and under. Like, that, that's my heart. Like, I love everyone over 18, obviously. But if we can get, like, 18 and under in, this, in these doors, if we can get them to understand that there's a Jesus that loves them, that their home may be chaotic, but Jesus can still give hope to them, like, that's, that's our heart. That's why, actually, our legacy offering, we're giving straight to, um, uh, to, to, to people that work through the high school, middle school, college, and, and like our heart is the next generation. And so, so uh, my wife had emailed uh, every, uh, like parents and we're like, hey, this is our goal because we want to increase what God is doing with our young kids. We want to create an environment for kids to come and experience Jesus. And we said that, she, she said this, she said, we're looking for eight new kid volunteers that are willing to serve one Sunday every month. That's it. One Sunday every month. And so we sent that out. And so I want to challenge that to you here in the church 
to let you know we are looking for eight new people to say, hey, I want to help build a spiritual legacy for the next generation. Serve one Sunday every week. Excuse me, one Sunday every month. <laughs> and see what God wants to do. See what God will do through you. Come on, let's leave a spiritual legacy.